In today's episode, we're once again speaking to the amazing Michael Sherlock. Michael, before launching her global training company, Shock Your Potential, was the V Vice President of a US sales company for two national medical device companies responsible for net revenue exceeding 75 million and as many as 500 employees at a time. Michael was also chosen as number 12 for the top female entrepreneurs to watch in 2021 by entrepreneursleague.com and is a frequent media expert concerning hiring and employment management on local and national news. And in today's episode, we're speaking to Michael about how to overcome your prices by overcoming your imposter syndrome. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Carney, Money Mindset Expert. And today, once again, we have the pleasure of the amazing, the beautiful, the charming, the absolutely fantastic Michael Sherlock. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me again. What a pleasure. Thank you for being a guest again, Michael. We had such a fantastic conversation with you on Friday Future. We had to have you back on Money Talkies. So, Michael, in your own words, we've obviously heard the intro. We know we also know you from Friday Future. But once again, in your own <laughs> words, please tell us what it is that you do. Well, I, I'd like to say that uh, we do three things. So I, I own two companies, but I'll talk about kind of our joint our joint uh, view here. And that is number one, we create positive, productive, and profit- profitable workplaces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really talk about that you know, too much, but we also uh, develop positive, productive, and dedicated employees because mm-hmm. we want people to have a commitment to the organizations that they work for. And then we support entrepreneurs who want to impact the world positively and need support doing so. So it's a long way of saying a couple of things. I mean, my passion is still in leadership and sales training. That's what I love. That's what, you know, if, if you call me tomorrow and say, hey, we need a, a guest speaker right now up on a stage in front of 10,000 sales managers, I'm there. You don't even have to tell me what the topic is or what we're selling. I'm there. Um, that's my passion. But we adapted our company after COVID and realized that there was what weren't a lot of planes flying with putting me on stages mm-hmm. elsewhere. And we developed another line of programs that help support not only our business, but other businesses. So we support um, groups by uh, businesses by helping things like manage their podcast, do lead generation, different activities that they need to build their businesses that they don't want to do um, or maybe don't have the time to do. And we do that also by um, our second company, Cuckoo Abyss, where we match talented employees in Kenya with small businesses around the world. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so today's topic is actually because I think we're based on your sales expertise and I thought what a perfect opportunity to you know pick your brain such an expert like yourself about sales because I think this is what we need and we I mean a lot of of the audience at the moment is um, either from a corporate background or still stuck in the corporate jobs and Mm -hmm. sales is a big big um, big topic because without sales we have no money and so without sales we have no business we just have a hobby right Um, and so (laughs) 
The topic for today is how to double your prices by overcoming imposter syndrome. Now, anybody who's transitioned over from the corporate job to a, especially a service-based, uh, a service-based uh, company, will be familiar with this imposter syndrome, which comes to bite your backside unexpectedly. And you mm. can be commanding a very decent, you know, six-figure, multi-six-figure salary in your employment, in your corporate job. But when you come to make money in your own business, you're barely making five figures, let alone the six mm. figures. And I know I've been there. Forget five, even four figures is a, is a big for a big shot. And I found this always fascinating. Also, I know there's other issues there, but one of the biggest things is, am I good enough? Um, mm-hmm. And can I command this, um, this amount? And now this is the reason why I'm asking you this is because I, and I, and I, by the way, so I'm a money box person and I'm a money mindset person. Yet this imposter syndrome comes to bite my backside every now and again, every time I raise my prices. Mm-hmm. Yet I have to be mentally aware there are people out there charging 65,000, 100,000 a year for their <laughs> yeah. masterminds and so forth. There are crazy people, yeah. you know, prices like that and people pay. Yes. Yet when I want to charge a certain amount, I'm like, Really, you know how do how do I bring the value to this? How do I show it? Am I good enough? And I mm-hmm. and I like being reminded of the, for example, recently one of my 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 clients just randomly off the cuff shared with me, oh yeah, I said you know when I was asking her what did you get benefit out of it, she just said, oh yeah, I made over what was it? Yes, over two, just like this, over two hundred fifty thousand this year. So I made more than twice. I made hundred thousand before from a job, and now I moved into whatever she's mm-hmm. doing and she goes I made 250,000 I'm like what and I had to just like do you realize what you just said to me you made over mm-hmm. twice the amount in um without working and mm-hmm. I like getting that but then I that wasn't for her it was for my ego saying yes yeah. what I do works yet yes. you know this is something that I know a lot of service uh, based entrepreneurs really struggle with how yes. do I let go of this imposter syndrome and double my prices or increase my prices and not feel insecure or or have to feel that I have to justify my price. We feel that we have to justify it. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? What's the process? Please guide us through, me included. Well, my first piece of advice or thought on this is probably not going to be the most welcoming. And the reason I say that is because there's no like process to say, here's where, where you go to get rid of the imposter syndrome. It just isn't, there's gotta be a lot of work. Um, every one of us has our own demons. We have work to do. And I'm a firm believer of, uh, you know, talk therapy, uh, you know, group therapy, any kind of therapy that helps, because I think that's really important. We're working with coaches that are specifically designed, um, to work on this. Those are important steps, but let's say you're not willing to do that yet or not ready to do that yet. Then what it really takes is a mirror Hmm. and the mirror is even harder because when you hold the mirror up yourself, you have to look at it differently than when somebody is helping you walk through the process, because the mirror is, you know, looking at it and saying, okay, I I don't have anything else giving me fuzzy, you know, different ways of looking at myself in the view. I'm only seeing it the way the mirror is. And when you reflect on what's in your way, what's on your thinking process, you have to address it if you want to change it. Mm -hmm. So there's no like step one, do this step two, do that, that I have found. But I do find that when we're aware of and willing to pull that mirror up to ourselves and say, okay, look, I'm getting in my own way. Yeah, I'm getting in my own way with this because I know what I should be charging and I'm not. And I know it's because I'm unconfident and I know, you know, whatever the answer is, then you can start to make forward progress. And let me give you an example. Let me take you back. Um, So we talked briefly 
um, in our last conversation about, you know, what I did in my last corporate job, but I didn't dive into it very much, but I spent 10 plus years in the hearing aid industry where I was responsible for salespeople selling hearing aids. Now, hearing aids are, um, I'm going to use a word that I never, ever would allow people to use when I was in that industry, but they are expensive because I'm going to use that because that's the first thing that my salespeople would say, mm -hmm. or my customers might say they are expensive, a big statement. They are expensive. And so I always said, we sold a product that nobody wanted because nobody mm -hmm. wants to admit they have hearing loss, uh, at a price tag, nobody wants to pay because they really don't want to pay what they think is expensive. So it's hard enough on the patient who doesn't want to buy it in the first place, because then they have to admit they can't hear. They don't want to pay the price tag because it's salt on the wound of the fact that they can't hear. And I'm not saying they can't hear because they can hear, still hear things, but they can't understand. So I'll get the terminology right. But the problem is with my salespeople is that they didn't believe that the price was worth the result. Ah. And they themselves would not pay the price for mm. those. And go, I had people that got hearing aids for free because they worked for us and still would not get them. So when it came down to them saying this set that I believe is perfect for you costs $7,500, they all, almost all of them, I won't say all, almost all of them would always stumble over that because it wasn't a price that they would have paid. Mm. They did not believe it was fully worth it. And many of them would not even buy them themselves if they got them for free or for $150 for the fitting fee. And so that's the same thing we have to ask ourselves. Are you getting in your own way with your pricing because you wouldn't pay for you? How perfect is that? Yes. Yeah. So it's basically whether you believe enough to be able to pay that to someone. I have said this before that... I, you know, I, I would never charge anything that I am not willing to pay someone else for. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, so my top price, that explains it because where, where I am at the moment in, in pounds is probably the maximum price I've paid to someone in dollar amounts. So mm -hmm. this is where this makes sense uh, because I've never paid anyone beyond this for a mentorship. Mm -hmm. I am thinking about it, but I haven't yet. And yeah. so if I haven't paid, uh, why would someone else pay me? It makes complete sense. And I have said this in before, yeah. but I, I I remember saying this to someone and that, that's why I was saying, you know, I'm always, I'm always investing in my own education. It's just, I haven't done so over the last 12 months. And mm -hmm. I just realized that what I paid uh, is what I, you know, what, I've, what I'm charging is currently where is the max amount that I've yeah. paid. We set our own limits. We set our mm -hmm. own, uh, we set our own ceilings. And mm -hmm. let me give you an example of something I'm facing right now, because I think it's important. See, I work with a coach as well, coaching company. Um, and, but I work on a different set of strategies. Mine's not about sales and marketing. Mine is about uh, my own stuff in a, as an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and mine deals with how I react to things. Mm -hmm. And it's been incredibly helpful and powerful. But one of the things that I've come to recognize is that when I hit these points, when these ceilings that I've made for my Myself, I start to resist things. I resist mm -hmm. things on my to-do list. I resist things on my calendar. I resist mm -hmm. things that I need to follow through with. And it for all this time in my life, I, I used to just think that that maybe I was being lazy. I'm just not focused. I don't have my list correct. And all of a sudden the other day, and I wrote this, I have a dry erase wall in my office. And I wrote this statement out of the blue. I will not resist resistance. I will seek to understand it because when I understand why I'm resisting something, mm. then I can make a change 
Or I can say, gosh, you know what? There's a reason I was resisting that. And maybe I need to listen to that. Or, okay, I broke it down. This is just stupid. This is my own limit that I put on this. And that's where I think, you know, we're all in this imposter syndrome. We all have it in different areas of our of lives. Course. Sometimes they all they all um, miss, go over each other, but it's really not about imposter syndrome. It's about us recognizing who we are first and what mm. gets in our way so that we quit beating ourselves up for feeling like, you know, we're not reaching something and giving it a title of imposter syndrome when it's stuff we can work on. We just have to be willing to pick up that mirror and look through it very clearly. Wow, that is really, really powerful stuff there. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See inside the workshop. A lot of the times, it's so easy to do the strategy, the to do the mm-hmm. next, you know, to learn the new strategy for Facebook ads, next strategy mm-hmm. for public speaking, or next strategy mm-hmm. for I don't know the new thing at the moment, TikTok, whatever else comes through your through your you know your news news feeds and whatnot. It's easy to invest in all of that stuff and you know the shiny object, object syndrome as they call it. Oh yeah. Then to work on your inner self, you know, facing that mirror is the hardest work to do. And most people have the biggest resistance to it. Now, I know this in my own, in my own work, in my mastermind, I, you know, when we take on people, you know, we, we, we say no to be more to more people than we say yes to for this reason that if you're not willing to do work, I can have the best system in the world. I mean, we do have an mm-hmm. amazing, amazing mastermind. But it's not going to do anything for you if you don't do the work. I mean, I do the majority of the weightlifting for you. I give you these amazing um, energy clearings. But if you don't listen to it, I'm not magically going to go into your head and do this for you. You have to do the work. And resistance always comes up because the resistance is, I haven't got the time. I'm too busy. I don't know what to do. It's overwhelmed. All these excuses come to the surface and there's actually resistance to your inner change. How do we break that down? How can I overcome resistance to me facing my inner demons or my inner, inner, because we've established this much. There's such a thing as the imposter syndrome. There's only resistance to facing your own inner demons. Now, the next step is how the hell do I face my inner demons? How do I convince myself? Go look in the mirror. This is what you need to face. I mean, I've done a lot of inner work, so it's easier for me to laugh about it and talk about it. But for yeah. the average person listening to this, they will go, it's okay for you and Michael, but I don't even know where to begin. So what advice right. would you have for that, for that individual? Well, I, you know, first of all, you have to just say out loud, I'm, I'm ready to do this and it's going to be scary and it's going to be mm-hmm. hard and you're going to have to. And, and it's why I think when I finally found the, um, the coaching group that I work with, that it, it was this point where I'm like, okay, this person is speaking the language that I understand now this, Mm. I feel a connection with this person. And I know that if I'm going to invest this money in it, I damn well better do something about it. Mm. Now, if you don't want to invest in a coach uh, or a system right now to help you, um, then you still have to say, I'm going to do whatever work and decide how you're going to do it. One of the things that I find is most important to me or most helpful to me 
is that I have, and they're kind of there, you'll see all the little things I have stuck in them, but I have two different journals. This journal that's blue right now, currently it changes all the time. It's almost full is only where I write things that are on about my reflections. So I do my coaching notes in here. I write my uh, order forms to the universe every, you know, which I do about every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything that I'm doing to work on me is in this. Everything that has to do with my business is in this. Okay. And so if you're listening to the audio version, I'm holding two different books up. They're just, you know, kind of fake leather, you know, books, but I'm a big, big person about uh, writing pen to paper. That's very important to me. It's a very powerful strategy. Really powerful. strategy. Absolutely. It really does. And I have the worst handwriting and sometimes I go back and can't read my own handwriting, but it doesn't matter. That's me, me, by the way. I I believe it because I'm dyslexic. I can't can't even read my own handwriting. That's how bad it is. But the idea is not for you to be able to read it. I mean, obviously, it's the act of, of, and the act of writing is super powerful. And it's actually bringing from from the non-spiritual, sorry, from the spiritual into the physical world. Um, And that's really, really powerful and really, really important. But yeah, I think, I think that's a great strategy. So what do you do? And so when you, you, you write out, you know, in the, the things that you yep. think or you begin to think and, and let unfold is like a flower and, and, you know, opening up, unfolding yes. over time. Like, cause I think when you, I think you've worked so much on yourself and I've worked so much on myself that when you start assessing, even now I'm talking about it, I even know where the triggers are. I'm going to start working on that too. And I'm yep. going to go ahead and after this, you know, not now after this, but you know, in my evening <laughs> ritual, I'll probably work, start working on that. But for if you are at the beginning of the you know at the beginning of your journey, you may yeah. not be where Michael and I are. So you right. may have to start with okay. So I'm afraid of, and maybe I'm afraid yeah. of making more money. Just something as simple as that. Yes. Okay. So why yes. am I afraid of making more money? I don't know. Maybe because rich people are evil, and I'm not comfortable being rich. Something as as general exactly. as that. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, all you have to do is write down the date and say, today I'm thinking about what, you know, like to say, I had a bad night of sleep. I fought with my spouse. My kids are driving me nuts. My cat's making me crazy. You know, and it doesn't have to start with anything any deeper than that, Mm. but it's a good way to start because if you've never done that, it's a good way just to start. Um, But I'm also a big proponent of free form thinking. Um, anyone who's ever uh, heard about order form to the uh, universe, which is used in a lot of different ways. Um, I think the order form to the universe is really a very powerful tool to just say what you want and then to write it specific ways. Um, one of the things, so I work with a group called business miracles, and I really am very, uh, I, it's been incredibly powerful to me. And so I'll tell a little bit about how how, you know, one of the elements of, of writing the order form to the universe that they are proponents of Mm. is talking about what you want and what you don't want and what you want to feel and what you don't want to feel about whatever your issue is. So today my, my hangup is why am I not charging more money for my services? Mm. Well, what do you want out of that? What do you not want out of it? What do you want to feel? What do you not want to feel? And learning how to deal with the fact that all these things you might, to your point, you brought it up. There are so many amazing systems and lots of people who, you know, have all these ways to service you. Number one, if you, if you feel a connection, then there's probably a connection. You should at least have a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. but if you're only jumping at those things, cause you think that's going to be your solution, you're probably not ready. Mm-hmm. You need to do a little bit of that emotional pulling off the bandaid to say, what is really holding me back? Cause chances are you're not you're, you haven't made the decision to charge enough because you didn't get into the right 10 point uh, mastermind group to fix your issue. Mm. 
The reason you haven't gotten there probably first is because you've got other stuff you need to work on. And when you work on them, then those 10 point, you know, solutions are going to be really beneficial. Those are when things, that's when the power hits because you've gotten rid of your demons and now you have somebody who can give you direction. Hmm. And when you put those things together, wow, that's, that's amazing. And you're, you're, what you're doing is the epitome of that by saying, look, we're not going to, I'd love to have you in my mastermind group, but if you're not willing to do the hard work, our great systems aren't going to benefit you because you have to do that other part of the process. Yeah. And that's really important. And it's important for people to hear that because then they'll make better choices. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen this happen. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at picking people um, to come to into the mastermind, my mastermind at least. And that we've had a couple occasions because I do make mistakes too. I'm human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And the only time that I, you know, I felt like there was a mistake was when the individuals just wouldn't do the work and would come up with yeah. excuses. And I remember this one person left after five months and she said, I just haven't been able to do any of the work and I'm just mm-hmm. too overwhelmed. And she was going through a divorce and mm-hmm. I knew that to be the case. And I said yeah. no to her initially, but she said, no, no, no. I think this is what I need because I'm going through a divorce. I need all this stuff that's coming up and I want this to help me to process it. And I felt like I needed to help her and I felt obligated yeah. to help her. So I said yes to her. And when I look back at hindsight, it was a wrong answer for her. It was the wrong thing for her as well as myself because it just drained yeah. me. She asked so much more for me and my energy that it was a wrong decision on my part because she wasn't yeah. ready. Not because she wasn't amazing. She was an amazing individual. Right. I have to say amazing, amazing individual, but it was not the right time. It was not the yeah. right place and it wasn't the right situation. And I knew that yet I felt obligated to help her. And I yeah. thought, okay, so let me say yes. Cause she kept messaging me and messaging me and saying, no, I think you're wrong. I think we should work together. Yeah. And this is why, and this is the right time for me. And I'm willing to do the work. She wasn't. And right. she had too many emotions come up. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's the point with her where, you know, that, I, and I see what you both did because, you know, her goal was maybe if I deal with this, it will help me deal with the other stuff that I need to deal with. But, you know, we can only handle so much. We can only see so much in that mirror at one point in time before we're like, okay, put that mirror away. Give me those rose colored glasses again. Cause I like the way the world looks through that. And then we'll be fine. Yeah. I think there is a, a process. I mean, this is, it's like peeling back the onions. There was layer upon layer upon layer. And I think people, when they come into personal development, think, well, I thought I could just do this once and it, you know, it, it'll be cleared. You've cleared that layer, dude. There's so many other layers that you have to go through. Yeah. And it's not that your mentor's fault. It's just at any given layer, a certain amount of toxicity or limiting beliefs or ideology or traumas are present. Some things are deeper, deeper wounds, which can only come to the surface once you've cleared the top ones. And so right. something like when you go and do, a, a, when people come to my mastermind or my, my workshops, I would say, you've got some other superficial programs we can help you with. The deeper ones are when you're fully ready. And that's the one where I would want you to work. But sometimes you're not ready. So do the the other smaller ones first, clear that element first. And then when you're ready, you can come back. And we have people come back after a year because they're ready now. And I'm so glad they did because they've got phenomenal results from it. Uh, But there are, unfortunately, lots of people who want to jump the gun. It's okay. They don't have the patience to deal with the inner demons. And they want to jump the gun. And then then they don't see the results and then they complain. And I, I mean, right. I'm, I'm lucky I don't have many of those clients, but there are other clients and other the mentors out there who I know suffer from that because then they blame the mentor. And I always say, we as mentors, as as uh, as coaches, need to stop taking responsibility for other people's results. We can only do so much. 
The rest right? is up to you, right? It's the individuals. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's also a great topic. You know, it's great to say, Hey, I want to do, I want to clear some of this garbage out of my way so I can double my prices or whatever. And Mm -hmm. those are great end results. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think that we should all be continuing to work towards those, those things that are getting in our way. But at the same time, sometimes, especially those people who've come out of corporate America and Mm -hmm. made six figures and haven't made six figures right away in their business, and I'm going to say those people, but I'm going to include me because I, I've made this a couple times where you'll make the mistake of taking a client that you shouldn't yes. because you know it's financially going to be beneficial to you. You know it's mm. good, but you know somewhere deep down inside it's not right. Mm. And that's when I think the real maturity comes where you say this is not right. And you were trying to do it, you know, with that mm. client. Not, but you you weren't going after it for money reason. You really, you know, wanted to make that difference. I think when we hold our guns and say when we recognize it for ourselves as leaders in our it's a boundaries. I think having very clear boundaries and saying, no, I'm sorry, this doesn't work for me. This is not the right one. And we walk away from money. Walking away from money can be so much more powerful for us Mm. than charging more because the next time we need to charge more, we're more likely to because we've made decisions for the right business reasons, not because of the financial objective. Agreed. Definitely great. I think I think that's very important. I think also you need to start valuing you, yourself more. So I think when you look in the mirror, when you look at your demons, what one of the one of the strategies that I've recommended to my client is make a list of your fifty top achievements. Which you initially think, well, when did when did I get the fifty achievements? Mm-hmm. I promise, you, if you start writing, you will get those fifty. They will come yeah. to you, and they're as, as small as you know. I was able to, I don't know, you know, initially when I first started learning cooking, I was able to make biryani today, you know, you know, you know, without making the the pot blow, whatever, you know, something silly like that. To, I to want get, that one. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the one to, you know, where I got my A-levels or the time I gave birth to my two kids. I mean, things like all of these are achievements. Right. Um, you can start listing them off and you make the 50 and then you start working on the next 50. And I've told Mike, this is one of the strategies I give, write your 50 and then laminate it and put it on your wall. So every time right. you feel low about yourself, look at that and think, my God, I'm a frigging awesome person. I'm a, I'm a kick-ass yeah. person. And it, yeah. you need that boost, not for your ego, but for your confidence. Like if you can do that, whatever op- yeah. you know, whatever obstacle you're facing at the moment, whatever client you're dealing with at the moment, you can definitely overcome that and deal with that client. But you yeah. need that confidence and that boost on a regular basis because otherwise we focus so much more on our shortcomings and everybody has yes. them, by the way, yes. than we yeah. do on our achievements and our strengths. And I think we need to shift our focus from the wrongs and the shortcomings to our achievements. I think that's when the imposter syndrome will stop biting our backside or at least well, reduce the frequency anyway. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, before you can master Barani and you, you, if you said that you could, and you hadn't, you would be an imposter, right? But yeah. once you have, and mastery is whatever you decide, I yes. made it in the pod didn't overflow, mm-hmm. then you no longer feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we generalize, I know I, cause I'm thinking about me, you generalize yeah. that sense of imposter syndrome and then have it be this canopy over everything, but truly it's whatever is on the top of our mind at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at a list like that is so great to say, well, I'm not an imposter for that. I'm yeah. not an imposter for that. Look at, I'm a master of that. Look at, yeah. I'm damn good with that. And that will help you remember this one thing that I'm calling myself an imposter over is one thing I just haven't mastered yet. So the question is, what am I going to do to change that? Fabulous. I love that. I love that. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. So thank you once again for being such an amazing guest with us for us, Michael. Tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? 
Yes. Well, two companies that I own, Shock Your Potential. So you can find that at shockyourpotential.com. And then also kukuabiz.com. And kukua is K-U-K-U-A. B-I-Z, kukuabiz.com. And that's our virtual placement company with our uh, talented people in Kenya. And if you want to reach me directly, uh, Michael at shockyourpotential.com. And my first name is spelled just like a man's name, although I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to show you she's not. She's a very pretty lady. All right. So thank you so much, Michael, for being such a fabulous guest. I had such a fantastic time last time on Friday Feature and on my talkie strain. And this is a conversation I think we can carry on for for a long time. But it's It's been really refreshing. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your time with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute joy. And thank you for listening to us today, to me and Michael. Remember, all the links that Michael's just mentioned will be on our show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then down below in the the showcase notes, um, in the YouTube description section, we'll have all the links to Michael as well. But today, thank you so much for joining me and Michael. I will be back on another Money Talkie segment with another amazing guest. I'm asking them for tips and um, pointers so that you and I can build a better business and have more abundance in our lives. Until the next time you meet this is Gotan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies then please visit my website www.goldcard.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.